<laughs> All right, so right before we recorded, you and uh, Wander, you and Shell were saying you were going to finish I Am Setsuna. So you guys finished that? Yeah, we finished it. It took... Yep. So we did all the side quests, which you didn't do. No. And it took, like, two hours? Well, no. if you include the side quest, it was, like, an extra three hours or something. Was the, that today alone or total? Um, to- Total for the side quest plus, like, an hour for actually finishing the game. Did they feel worth mm-hmm. it at all? I mean, it provided honestly, more story. Honestly, the side quest felt like they had slightly more closure than the actual game ending did. <laughs> it, Weird. So, it, so probably spoilers for I Am Setsuna, but it, it's fitting to follow up on this because this is actually the, the topic of our first ever episode of this series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like we're wrapping mm-hmm. back around. Last time we and talked we about this. stop recording for forever. Yeah, last time we were yes. talking about this, we were talking about Pokemon Go. <laughs> Wow, that's yep. uh, topical. Yeah, everyone's uh, uh, Pokemon Go was a real flash in the pan, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. for the best. Actually, yeah, I have I like mean, a micro best. story about that really quick. Where uh, <laughs> because it was taking off so crazy, my local <laughs> area, as I think I said before, was a like a, a Dratini Dratini's. spawn, which is like a rare Pokemon type for that <laughs> game. So we were getting flooded with people, not only just going to the park, but also driving slowly in circles around the neighborhood to to try to hatch eggs and stuff because they're that lazy. They put up a giant sign, like those road signs that are a series of orange lights that uh, spell yeah. stuff out, like like dots. Is this Dratini here? It, no, it was a giant sign warning you not to Pokemon and drive. Basically, oh. <laughs> on the entrance to that, our that neighborhood. Seems like that seems like something Neighborhood Watch would put together. Like a bunch of old people oh, yeah. being like, people are driving around trying to evolve their Pokechorps. Oh, yeah. Angry old people were calling in trying to make the local Pokestops get removed from the game by complaining yeah, to sure. the, the actual company. The I'm funny sure. thing about this is that the day that sign went up was also the day that Pokemon spawns got rotated. And Dratini oh, was yeah. gone uh, that day already. Dratini was gone. By sheer coincidence. Huh. So no so one... the w- old people were just like, we did it. Yes, exactly. They totally... Like, it's like they thought they fixed something. The... But yeah, everyone just went away. Obama impeached now. <laughs> <laughs> they should have put up a children at play and just shown, like, the kids chasing after I saw after somebody stuff. angrily try and argue that Michelle Obama was actually legitimately a man the other day. Oh uh, God! No, yeah, stink. Nobody wants to get into that. No one yeah. wants to touch any yeah. of this. Yeah, we're but good. let's keep I'm going. Okay, that's it. Uh, uh, <laughs> so I will say it's a bummer that all of politics now isn't ever squeaking on you. No one ever talks about politics. It's literally yeah. just like people shouting on Facebook about things that are like seventeen degrees removed from the actual politics of, of either candidate and instead just shouting about like the issues made wars, up made up concepts the culture wars yeah like I, rate, I, I can go on facebook and read a 17 page argument about an earpiece as opposed to like what anyone stands for or what they'll do for the country yeah <laughs> like, i know we can all we like, all holy shit we've world all, we've all gone on to your like facebook feed and like checked out <laughs> What your family does and like who they are oh, and what they say to you. Man. I mean, I personally have done that, and I was just like, I was like, I feel so bad for Keith. <laughs> yeah, I just thought to myself, like, if I were him, I would have lost my mind. No, nope. many times. I'm too sane for that. Yeah, yeah. or I never. It's had rather it. interesting. <laughs> my family has been traditionally conservative, but my mom so has voted Democratic for the last. Nope. <laughs> last few conventions uh yeah not conventions elections 
elections. elections. I mean, they, yes. there are conventions in the elections and stuff. And it's funny how when we said that we were moving here to Kansas, my, one of my dad's first comments was about how, you know, oh, of course you're moving there. All the young people are bringing their liberal ideals to conservative places that are cheap only because they don't tax the people or something weird, you know? What? Essentially, what? he was saying that the cheaper places to live are red states, and okay. people from blue states are flocking there, and that I, then it's going to change the political dynamic of everything. It's you know. dumb. That's what? dumb. The electoral map hasn't changed in like 50 years, and it's not <laughs> going to change. Also, just people <laughs> vote for the thing change. that they think, and that's it. That's democracy. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, politically science... Mm -hmm. Scientifically speaking, like the electoral map is basically the foundational thing about how elections work in this country, and it's. I mean, it it's really, going to shift, but it's going to take a long time for any sort of shifts to happen. It's really interesting. We when we actually toured, uh, I think it was what was it? Was it the state house with one of my mom's friends? She was actually like a curator there for a lot of the artwork. So you mm -hmm. know, we got to browse around and see paintings of the governors dating back hundreds of years. And of mm -hmm. course, the office itself had the more recent ones. And I think we had gotten to a discussion about what, how they were remapping. Um, oh, gerrymandering. What a topic. Yeah, yeah, that. Oh, it's an interesting no. one. <laughs> but Anywho, in any case, Setsuna. We should talk Setsuna. about Setsuna. <laughs> Let's burn this topic Setsuna. to the ground. Yeah. Yes. Boom. Like the country uh, around us. Uh, <laughs> So, <laughs> so with I am Setsuna, That's, those statements are fun because you can read them in any direction. Ah, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Keith. Tell me about what's interesting about Setsuna, Shell. Nothing. Please. Nothing's Please. interesting okay. about Setsuna. The yeah, end. That's the problem, actually. <laughs> no, 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 no. Keith hey. makes a good point here. Hey, it's it's quite possibly one of the least remarkable RPGs I've ever played. It's not bad. Like, the combat's fun, the writing's okay, the setting is snowy, and nothing else, um, and kind of repetitive. There's a lot of repeated bits. Sounds but it's like, like you, you can't... Oh, yeah. Yeah, actually, it is, it is very Skyrim-y. Uh, there's a lot of enemies that are just like, penguin, but two horns instead of one, or <laughs> no horns at all, and like this weird glowing circle for a face, and you're like, ugh. Um, but that's it, but it's just... I'd say there's, what, 20 enemy types max in the entire game? Maybe <laughs> 30. And they all generally do about the same thing. Um, and, you know, a lot of the environments are just snowy mountain, cave. I'm not sure if I would even give it Del that much credit. There might be actually... less than 10 enemy types if you ignore all bosses. Wow. Because uh, of because there's okay, so, so we... many recycles and, like, tiny variations. Hey, I was, I was going to say something, and then you steamrolled me there and started... Bashing it. Shall we all started talking at the same time? No, no, no. Bird was being polite and said, let's hear what Michelle found fascinating about the game. And then you started talking. <laughs> and that was it. The problem with sitting next to each other is that he's within arm's reach of the conch. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> sick, sick book reference, dude. Uh, yeah. Lord of the Flies. What an interesting book. Anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> so, were you going to actually let me say my piece? Everyone stops right. talking. Everyone stops talking, and you're not taking advantage of it. 
You're just using this to beat us over the head with it's my turn now, so it's your turn now. Take it. No, it's not that. Take you you legitimately cut it me take off. Your turn. Seize the conch. Uh, okay. So we had gotten on the topic of the side quests, and I we had, as we had mentioned before, the side quests seem to actually have a bit of story that I think should have been included in the game, but perhaps along the path. It had you going back to towns and villages with your characters, and there was no indication that you should return to these places, or what. I mean, for instance, uh, uh, Julianne has to go back to uh, the village that she originates from. Same with most of the characters, in order to get their special Sprit Knight, which gives them their pretty much their penultimate ability, or their ultimate ability. And it was interesting, because there actually was a, quite a bit of lore involved with that. You learned a little mm-hmm. bit more about their pasts. You uh, learn more about their I think condition. Quite a bit is exaggerating. It's like Anything usually a- is more than most yeah. of the game. Honestly, yeah, it's, that's true. Right, right. So it was substantial. Yeah. And so Niter, you would never have encountered it before if true. you didn't go on these. I think actually, of all of the characters, Niter was the one that got the most amount of development. Um, who's kind of. Spoilers, Setsuna's dad that you don't find out halfway through the story. And he never gets to tell her. Yeah, he never gets to tell her. But, like, throughout the entire game, he's kind of, like, being super sad because he's the only other uh, Sacrifices companion that's, like, ever gone on two trips, stuff like that. And he's Setsuna's dad and, like, a bunch of other things and stuff. And he found out that both Setsuna and her mother's sister... Oh, no, Setsuna's mother and her mother's sister had a crush on him. Also, yeah, were they and both he, sacrifices? Also, yeah, they were both sacrifices. Well, yeah, that got, that got, the entire sac- family line. That got really confusing because nobody nobody comes out and says in really specific details how some of the family stuff goes on with Setsuna, but it like they start referring to individual characters as if you know what their lives were basically. So halfway through the game, I'm like. Wait, who was the sacrifice? Were they all sacrifices? Were none of them sacrifices? I can't tell so, anymore. Effect- no one's uh, explicit anymore. Setsuna's aunt fails to be sacrificed, so her mother's she like, well, I guess her. I'm doing it then, and Uh-oh. then marches off to the last lands. But by then, she had already given birth to Setsuna. Yeah. Which means wonder... that she was pregnant before Niter had gone on the quest with her sister. Yes. Which is what's, yeah, what's confusing, is, isn't the... I thought the point was that Niter's... That, uh, that Niter was taking Setsuna's mother, and that Setsuna's nope. mother no, no. failed to... Nope. No, he it, was taking her a uh, Setsuna's aunt. No, uh, well, Setsuna's aunt, Mana's sister, Nanase. Yeah. So. He, he was carrying Nanase around, who was also sick for whatever reason. Um, but Nanase and so he failed, carries her, right? Yeah, she she, died. she succumbs to her sickness before she can make it to the Last Lands and But then die. somebody goes after her? Then Setsuna's mother goes in her place because Nanase died. But Niter never returned. Because... But Niter never went back. And then, so, and then the other ones. So the mothers l- made it. Yeah, she made it to the last lands and sacrificed herself. See, what's really confusing is that they don't specify that much what's going on. Especially if you, since I haven't done the side quest at all, they don't specify oh, they don't that specify much that about that the stuff. side quest. It's just conjecture. <laughs> it's like what's really confusing ah. is that Niter. The whole premise of your introduction to Niter is that he failed his pilgrimage. So he's now personally fighting the monsters around the town off on the perimeter to make it look like the sacrifice worked as if the monsters aren't around by just killing mm-hmm. so many of them that it feels like they're in peace. 
but if another sacrifice already succeeded in the meantime, that completely defeats the entire setup of his character that you're given, which is why it's so confusing and sounds like they didn't actually think about the components together when they wrote the story. Because like, well, it, it literally contradicts itself. I thought actually the reason why he was fighting all the monsters was because the town got destroyed and he felt personally responsible-ish. Yeah, they really did not explain that well at all. They like, also for- never explained who Raishan... Raishan, uh, Setsuna's adopted father was because he and Niter seemed to have a past. They were mocking one another. Niter saying that he was a brainy dude and Niter uh, saying that, you know, he was a bookworm. And then I suppose... No, no, Raishan did say something about how I don't know what mana, like, what mana saw in you. Yeah, like, there were definitely like, moments where they kind of alluded to stuff. And then the quest ended, and then you never got any so more of those you details. You don't know if after Niter never returned, if Mana like married Raishin, and so he was sort of legitimately a stepfather to uh, Setsuna, or if he was just her caretaker after Mana left. I find myself impressed young by how much stuff can be up in the air in this game, considering how much it talks. Oh like, yeah. Well, there's so much story and so much dialogue that actually does very little to fill in any of the characters or events of the past or much of the setup and mostly doesn't answer questions, but then it keeps talking. So it's like it's like a very it's like a long-winded version of Dark Souls and that you're not quite sure what's going on, but <laughs> it's but it's doing it the long opaque dialogue way instead of just not saying stuff. Yeah, I then- one uh I I was I was gonna say I kind of wonder, um, and I really, we don't really have anything to back this up, but I'm just thinking about it. Like I wonder uh, if it might be that a lot of the confusion could potentially be due to like localization problems or translation issues. Not like, really, because yeah. if that was the case, then it would be confusing lines. But it, I like, do wonder about that though well, about localization. Yeah, that's just a good because point. Because I play, a, I've been playing a lot of Japanese games lately, and. It's like they have meanings to their I, words that I, just, I are... feel like I have to wonder if those ca- right. if these games had like personality to them in their original language because yeah, I feel like every game I play I'm... that's translated from Japanese is all like super uh what do you call it function only dialogue like the dialogue is just serving its purpose and it's yeah, just yeah. getting the the concept along and it's just explaining the thing in the most boring like dictionary sort of way possible and it's been across the board like even like it makes it so that the moments of these jrpgs where somebody has like a a quirky energetic moment where they're being their quirky character always feels like rings hollow because it's surrounded by the most boring possible like literal and flat dialogue ever (laughs) and it could be that the story is like making references to things that we just aren't aware of or perhaps tapping into things that are part of like japanese zeitgeist that we don't have access to as americans like maybe they're tapping into themes that uh you know, if we we would be able to like pick up on them instantly, like if we were more infused with Japanese culture. I just for me, it's hard to understand yeah. how like when I play separate, like I, don't I, think I that's play the case. Grand I mean, I Kingdom. Know about the game, I just literally just had this thought and threw it out there. I, I can't I, help but think I, I that have just else to contribute. I haven't played the game or know anything about part of the it. Why I, just, I reject? Can I, can I finish? Oh. <laughs> sure. Yep. I just can't help but think that like when I play Grand Kingdom and. Uh, Odin Sphere and I Am Setsuna and Tokyo Mirage Sessions, it feels like they were all written somehow by the same person. 
Like there's yeah. no authorship and personality to the writing. And I think that's might be mm-hmm. just the really crappy translation. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know. Or is, it, <laughs> is, is it the overuse of particular character types and tropes? I mean, they might have all the same characters. <laughs> to some I, I think in a lot of cases here though, like it, it feels like they're kind of going through the motions for writing. It's like, I mean, it's very obvious when you play through I am sets and that, that it, a lot of it is very, very lifted from, um, from like, well, Final Fantasy X, really, and like oh, it was yeah. supposed to be a, a spiritual successor to Chrono Trigger, mm-hmm. but it really does feel like, hey, you know what had a great story? Mm-hmm. Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy X had a great, oh yeah, great story. It gets really hard to swallow once you encounter the character that uses giant swords that accompanied the previous pilgrimage and is now mm. accompanying yours. Yeah, <laughs> like that, also, that's like the biggest one of like, oh shit, they really just did that, huh? They made the same <laughs> yeah. story again. Well, with, the, with the ending, though, spoilers. It seems as though they switched the roles of Titus and Yuna, where Yuna was supposed to. Be- be the sacrifice uh no. she sur- she survives him well sort of but that okay spoilers In this one spoilers for he survives final her. fantasy 10 sort of <laughs> titus was imaginary from the beginning it's not that he dies heroically it's just that he didn't mm-hmm. he didn't exist mm-hmm. literally didn't exist and how did everyone interact with him uh, uh, magic uh, magic <laughs> tyler durden but yeah <laughs> kind of I, I, you know, it would have been really funny if, like, Titus really didn't exist and everybody was just, like, At the waking same time, out the entire they time. They kept alluding but, to the fact that Endir wasn't supposed to be there. Oh, he's a yeah. new factor. Yeah, they, so Endir is this, like, kind of weird anomaly that, like, somehow makes this whole journey work. They never once explain why. He, the, like, why yeah, this time he is just different. Shows up. He By just way, showed I'm, up. I'm going to blow your mind right now, Bird. This is a <laughs> Japanese RPG that's about in endless cycles and the, and the version that you're playing in this storyline is when it? you break the no, cycle no. bullshit get out of Boom. here that's not right that's, you can't it's an endless cycle you can't break it blowing your goddamn mind <laughs> is it broken Never saw by that love between a male and nope. a female no rpg has oh, ever nope. done this story before and especially not in this way <laughs> <laughs> it's not broken by love. It's broken by you're hired to kill the the protagonist. But but mm. because of her selflessness, she's able to appease the evil. Sort of. Not even that so much. You just get Shanghaied into escorting her because otherwise everybody else is going to kill you. And then eventually <laughs> it's like you're actually a good guy. Like they kind of flipped it on his head in kind of a nice way. But at the same time, a lot of it was just like, really? Uh, okay. And then they never really like win into it anymore like um you get hired by one of the other characters lackeys to ah. kill the kill the protagonist yeah and you but eventually you meet him again right? like i i thought when you got hired to kill somebody that that, that you were never going that you'd ever never encounter them or they'd be like the final boss or something when you go against your original or mission or something no he's but just get, some like yeah. he's a butler like halfway but through the game the you butler. encounter the person who gave you the job in the first place and they're like oh uh-huh. i guess you're not doing it okay and then let's not he talk kind of about wanders this off. ever. Yeah, he's wow. like, yeah, he's, he's even like, don't acknowledge cool that you know it. me because like we gotta still function in our, in our normal lives. And I'm like, huh. what, well, why, the, what was the setup for? Why did we do this? The, inter- <laughs> the interesting thing though is it may have been Julianne while possessed by the monster blood stuff, but they that never gave the order initially because when you encounter her again, she's like, I must kill the sacrifice, and she said it herself, and that dude is her underling. 
So that would have been a fun twist like, if it was ever any more than uh, at this point, basically being the equivalent of a fan theory. Yeah, like that's the problem. They don't give us any ammunition one way or another. So it's just like, what is that true? I don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody knows anything concretely apart from the fact that we know who Setsuna's dad is, which is actually usually not alluded to in any RPG ever. In fact, usually the dad is dead beforehand. <laughs> they, have, they have Disney but syndrome. I guess in this case, yeah, yeah. All or, or you have people like, uh, or you have stuff like Tokyo Mirage sessions, where you have an entire group of people who apparently just spawned in the blink of an eye and don't have families or lives. Yeah, that's always <laughs> huh. really weird. I'm almost I done with I, with Tokyo the... Mirage sessions, and I've never encountered siblings or parents or homes or jobs <laughs> or school for any character. You've encountered <laughs> plenty of siblings. Just, well, let me one, tell you. Well, there's one sister okay. and one dad, and that's the, among seven well, no, characters. Well, no, 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 no. I was gonna say all of the female characters that want to call the main character Big Brother for oh, some... Oh, that's creepy. That's, yeah, it keeps getting creepier. Well, so I think the reason why in most of those films they don't have a parent or a mentor it's in any way parents that, make things hard. No, no, mm -hmm. they they want to take that support system away to force yeah. them to grow. Right. So, and uh, it it would be a very compelling story if like Harry Potter was like, "Mom, I'm having trouble." <laughs> Although, to be fair, the dude had, like, a billion dollars, so I'm not sure why he didn't just buy his way through everything. <laughs> why, did Harry have an inheritance or something? Oh, yeah. Harry oh, Potter yeah. has yeah. hell. Yeah, he Harry had Potter having a bunch of money. gold coins. It's weird how it's kind of not part of the story, isn't it? Isn't it? Right? It's like, like, just, a, it's like just a plot convenience. Does. It's like yeah, just a like... plot convenience to let him function in the society that he should have no money in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Why doesn't he just like do typical like trust fund kid things and be like taking selfies and selfies in front of Hogwarts? It's no wonder. Like, the, it's no wonder they tried to put like him that. in Slytherin. He would have gone along great I, with Malfoy with all their I money. Think it would have been really. It would have been really funny if every once in a while he just like bribed like a teacher. Just imagine there's an alternate timeline of Harvard Potter with like he's just oh, chummy I mean, with the Slytherin people and being a scumbag. <laughs> I mean, that's that's kind of what the whole methods of rationality is supposed to be. It's just done so poorly that mm. let's not talk about it. Um, Wasn't there some... I thought that there was some weird... I don't know if it was fan-made or something else, but they had actually done a what if he was put into House Slytherin instead, or... Because wasn't he... Sounds like a fan thing. That does sound like fan fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wasn't it... Was For some reason, I was under the impression that the sorting hat or everyone was surprised that he wasn't put in Slytherin as opposed to Gryffindor. Where, where was that? I don't mentioned? think anyone else. It was in the first book. No one else knows, but it the sorting is, hat right? himself was saying Slytherin and he asked for Gryffindor. Yeah. Yes. And wasn't oh. it kind of mentioned? No, no, no. I'm trying to think in, in the third book, Prisoner of Azkaban. Was that? No, no. Chamber of Secrets is the second book. That's what I'm thinking yes. of. Yep. Where he recovers all the artifacts of, like, this is, like, Godric Giffen Gryffindor's nightcap, and this is, like, Helga Hufflepuff's uh, smoking pipe, or whatever. All right, well, you can found. speak Snake, right? Yeah. This is Helga Hufflepuff's Hufflepuff. Well, I, I think amazing. a lot of... A lot of that book was also kind of, like, going over, like, his... He chose his, his own fate. Well, no, his uh. fears of, like, you know, I I can speak parcel tongue. Mm -hmm. I can do this. I can do this. You know, the the constant fear of, like, was I sorted right? Uh, like, do I truly belong in Slytherin? 
And the like entire point of like the ending is like validation of no, hell no, I'm totally uh-huh. a Gryffindor, and so on and so forth, which gets underwrote a lot because. I only read the first and the fourth book. So There's sorry. also that. That's a weird jump. That is Although, a weird. <laughs> I had a weird leap too, though. Where for some reason, well, not for some reason. Uh, I saw the first movie, so then I read the second book, and then I read all the way through mm-hmm. the seventh book, and then I finally went back and read the first one. <laughs> huh. I I think it was in third grade. Most of the teachers were reading Harry Potter as mm-hmm. part of you know children's reading time. Yay! Mm-hmm. Uh, Yay! <laughs> I think we had also read the BFG, the where the red fern grows. Gosh, why would you oh, ever read that to children? That's not a story. My teacher that is cried. not a good. Yeah. <laughs> My teacher cried. I had already read the book, so I was just like, "Oh, there, there. It's okay." It's going to get a my, lot worse in about four pages. My literary my, my, my English teacher <laughs> would read that to multiple classes per day and would cry in all of them. Well, that's just oh. a good teacher. <laughs> yeah, that is a good teacher. Uh, uh, yeah. My my second grade teacher read us the first couple chapters of Harry Potter up until we got in uh, up until he got to Hogwarts, and then closed the book. And said this is evil, and then that was it. Wait, what? What? Yeah. yeah Whoa. She was, yeah. Did they not read the like synopsis first? Or like the, uh, the I don't book. think she likes magic. Or look at the but... cover. <laughs> I mean, or you... talk to another human being during this is that time. Evil. This lady, she was not a good teacher. Oh she my god! She cared more about her dachshunds than she cared about like education, and uh-huh. sent me to detention because I wanted to keep doing math problems. Let's oh, not talk no. about shitty. Oh. Right. Uh, let, let's let's cap off Setsuna before we get too far up into the Harry Potter. <laughs> This is a um, weird. This is a weird side thing, but I I typed where the red fern grows into Rotten Tomatoes just to see, and there's a where the red fern grows too. <laughs> they made what? a sequel in 1992. No, they didn't. <laughs> okay, you guys talk about Setsuna. I'm going to be gross. researching where the red fern grows. Too, okay, real quick, <laughs> unless see, you know what happens. The movie club yep. for next week. How bad is this movie? <laughs> You want one of my favorite? No, oh. we're finishing Setsuna. Bird, go Bird. Setsuna, go. Bert, Sorry, Bert I'm reading read about like it. Two minutes, then you can okay. tell us all about the beauty that is where the red uh, red ferns where the grow. red fern grows so to zombie my, dogs. My <laughs> yes. only gripe with Setsuna was that aside from yes, they should have extrapolated on the pot, plot. They could have had the side quests worked into the story as opposed to something that you actually aside had from to being a mystery and a secret. Right. Right. <laughs> And, I, I'm just gonna say this. Yeah. Xenoblade Chronicles X, which to me is kind of like one of those like mystical boogeyman, like how could they have ended it like this or even treated it like this? That had more character development for the last boss, main enemy, whatever, than uh, Setsuna did. The problem was the Samsara. I mean, just terrible. The Samsara was, was just, just the concept bad of monster. bad evilness. <laughs> well, he was he was this guy who's like, yeah, I'm going to subject myself to your magic, magic extraction thing to save the world but then i guess he regretted it because then he went evil and insane and destroyed everyone well then he ended up somehow attaining massive amounts of energy as opposed to giving it away yeah so he freaks out uh he hulks out and he doesn't stop hulking out and steal him away for it the whole theme of the game was people are power hungry they want magic no that wasn't even like that wasn't wasn't even the theme for the game that was a theme for like the people in the past were dicks, no, no, no. and now we have to suffer because so of it. It surprisingly alienated, has the same backstory as uh, as Dragon Age. 
They yes. alienated yes, they do. people for being which is really strange. Part magical monstery, but things. like they never show that. Well, those the girls only, talked about how they yeah, were tortured. But like for literally, years. the only evil, actual evil character we run into the entire into in the there was entire that guy story, sacrificing people. Yeah, it was the guy in that initial town <gasps> that sacrificed people. But the old evil magic consortium presidents. I, that they was were, a side quest, and it was barely talked about. It well, doesn't really count. They were sacrificing people, too, for it's their It's like if you played through all of Pokemon, and the very end, it turns out Team Rocket was the bad guys all along. But they had never <laughs> been mentioned or encountered once. It's like, you don't... You, that's not how you write villains. That That's well, not even a villain. Right, which is why I'm saying they should have worked all this into the story they rather than have yeah, flushed it they out in the side plot. Because... Time constraints. Instead, you well, were sent. You were sent by a, some sort of evil force to stop this mission, but then never told who sent you. <laughs> also, oh yeah, we were sacrificing all these people to the good to stop the evil, but then she decided, oh wait, I'm going to stop the cycle by sending you guys back and forward and whatnot, and then we'll stop having to sacrifice people. And it's just like what? Oh, didn't they also imply that she was in love? With the guy that yeah. was... Yeah, she, like, instantly fell in love with, uh... Wait, who are we talking about? Everyone. He fell in love with no, everyone. No, no, no. So the time judge had talked about someone that she had loved that she had lost. Like, was it the Samsara himself? Maybe? They never really actually explained that. They're just like, I've remembered, I've remembered my own name and the man I loved dies. It's like... <laughs> I mean, you could have just said, like, my name was Stu... <laughs> Uh, and then Fides, I mean, he was just like, oh yeah, I was created by my master to sort of live out. So if you're playing the game the him? way I played the game, which is that you don't know there's secretly side quests that no one mentions at any point in the game or in, you have I any reason to encounter. at some point because I pressed shift tab and I saw side quest miniguide and I'm like, oh, I should probably look at that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, like that's if you're the like only me, way I even possibly knew. If you're like me and no one ever mentioned side quests because the game doesn't even acknowledge they exist anywhere, period, and they aren't, you, I don't think they're even accessible when you first go through the game. You have to like go back nope. for them. They're only accessible uh, once you've beaten the time judge. So from my really? perspective, Fides was literally in the game for half an hour. Yep. He, like, he joins you your party and then you beat the final him. boss and the game ends. I'm like, okay. So much personality. Yeah. So like he looks so out of place at the end when everyone's like, oh, I guess they're not coming back. Well, we'll all go on with our lives now and all the characters you've grown to know and love all look at each other and walk off and one of them is Fides and you're like, well, who the fuck's this guy? <laughs> honestly, like, even, his, so even his side quest is like awkward and it's very obvious he wasn't actually originally meant to be a party member because his side <laughs> quest is literally go steal some sprit knight from that monster kid. The monster kid oh. who Fetus is, yeah, who Fetus had like killed his mother earlier. So like you I'll go, I'll never forgive you, and he's like, I'll never forgive you and stuff like that. Oh, and then Fetus is like, all right, sounds good, and then takes takes it. Then you fight that dragon boss again. Uh, and then oh, you're done, and you don't even have to fight the dragon boss with with Fides. So it's just like, uh, and he just agrees to be uh, killed off later. He's no, like, yeah, if you want to kill me, uh, come and do it. No, 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 but in the ending cutscene, it showed that he was gonna be hired by oh, yeah, uh, an airship man. He's gonna be the airship man's goon for a while. <laughs> bizarre. And they didn't really show. Everything's bizarre they didn't show, about the ending. They, they didn't show Julianne actually reestablishing her. No, she was just randomly on the airship with her people again. Her same like, tiny squad. Her yeah. kingdom, and I mean, Kier had his village. 
I mean, Eterna was just gone because she was just made by the time judge. She was a tidal wave the whole time. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and Endear just walks off into the distance like one of those classic in that western sort, In that heroes. weird sort of way, Eterna kind of is that game's Titus. Because she's not real yeah. the whole time. Yeah, she is. Just to add yeah. another and thing she... that's from Final Fantasy X in that game. <laughs> he disappears at the end. Weird. For me, the weird thing yeah. about the ending that caught me off by surprise is I... I thought that it was. I thought they were gonna go because like you beat the boss and you're gonna go through a portal to go after like what's left of the bad bo- the bad guy yeah. as he goes through time. Mm-hmm. I totally thought it was gonna I cut to credits the there thing. and that was gonna be Setsuna too. <laughs> I was like, oh, they're getting uh, rid of all the party members and it's just Ender and Setsuna going through the portal. That and I figured behind that portal was I am Setsuna too, and instead the I game kept actually, going. Yeah. I'm like, oh, we're I was still going. Halfway- I was actually halfway tempted that it, uh, hoping that Endier was the Dark Samsara's like human remains, and so they go back in the past, and then you have to fight Endier. Like, oh. or something. that would have been a functional backstory for him that would have made sense. Would have been a little bit out of left field, but it would have it tied would have things off nicely if you murdered the shit out of Endier at the very end of the game. Different, yeah. But I, I thought that maybe the Samsara was going to try to pull a Skynet where it wanted to go back in time to prevent. Setsuna, but no, he was AKA just John there Connor and sad, him. and then you hit him <laughs> once, and then that's it, and you're done. Was so? Was there ever a decision in the entire game that did things? No, I okay. So I I had a couple of game overs, and I actually went back and like checked my decisions it's like hey what happens uh the only thing any decisions matter for are the line immediately following it plus maybe one or two people reacting to it like if you say something snarky as endear everybody might laugh at you or agree with you <laughs> and then like, hey, ne- never no, matters you don't really so like that. uh one, once or twice i was just like i'm just gonna pick all the sociopath options and see what happens nothing you, they're yeah, just like you, you can choose to do evil things and you just won't actually do the evil things yeah, it's like if it's That's like usually if, how uh, the writing goes because nobody wants the main character to be a dick. It's like if Commander Shepard did the renegade option and everybody's like, "Oh, Shepard, you card." I'm bleeding. They kind of do, but like there are definitely moments where you could like straight up murder a guy in in Mass True. Effect. And oh yeah, the there are renegade pull, trigger pull options anyway. that kick people out windows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> though I mean. Most of the side characters in Mass Effect, I mean, there are some that are definitely aligned good or evil, but they're the ones that can be swayed to either side. So those ones might turn a blind eye to your uh, actions, but there are other ones that will actually start to despise you because of it. Yeah. But again, it's... It was also like, like oh, I will begrudgingly give you this sword rather than, there you go, savior. <laughs> I, I hate I hate games where where choice is meaningless and beyond just like the kind of like mm-hmm. more specifically you hate like, games where they give you choice and it's meaningless. Yeah, everyone yeah. loves Half Life too. Everyone hates games that don't let you do that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, like Deus Ex: Human Revolution. I I can't speak of uh, the most recent one because I haven't played it yet. But um, Human Revolution had a lot of really interesting choices. But ultimately, at the very end, the choice didn't matter. Mass Effect Three <clears> style, <throat> I guess. But like the rest of it, the story, the choices mattered, and like it actually got you through the game oh, kind yeah. of differently, slightly, and it it was satisfying. Or like in even this in, one, even in Dishonored, I just had like I've been sparing everybody by doing the fucked up thing that ruins their lives instead of assassinating them, and I found yeah. like eight missions later, like 
the diseased remains of one of those people and what happened to them and the journal of like what happened what in the meantime since that mission and stuff like that yeah that's, like, cool. that's just really cool dishonored is, cool. is really well done i'm looking forward to the <clears throat> next one i need to play through dishonored one for that i'm just uh, oh yeah time <laughs> yeah so what it's, were it's birds short, findings about yeah oh, I, i've Gross. I've already played Dishonored before, so I know it's like stupid short. Yeah, I've been oh, caught off guard man. by that. <laughs> so, do we want to hear about where the red fern grows too? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Just as one last thing, uh, someone okay. in chat saying okay. that if you played Chrono Trigger, you would have expected tons of side quests at the end. Right. The problem specifically with I Am Setsuna is that you beat the you beat the penultimate boss fight. And then they're like, "I'm." O she's like, "I'm opening the shield oh. to the ultimate evil, and you need to go get it immediately, or it'll destroy the universe." So you're like, "Okay, there's and the thing. Better go over there real quick." And that's the moment where you're supposed to go walk away and do all the side quests in the game because they were not available until that exact moment, and they don't tell you that you've had gone mm -hmm. this entire game never having a single side quest ever in the entire game. Period. Think, it, they don't you exist. Done that you should have done that before entering the uh, the, the entire the dungeon. final dungeon. The dungeon. Yeah. Maybe you yeah, that would have made a lot of maybe sense. Maybe it should have been like you need six the, special yeah. sprit knights. Well, well, not even that. Like forcing you to do that would be dumb. But it's just like, hey, uh, by the way, like here's a rumor about like a sprit knight here, and it kind of leads you into a series of side quests that like like actually the, the biggest up. problem is the fact that the game gives you urgency to immediately beat the game, and that's when you can do side content, and it's like what. What? And there's yeah, some the games where you side content. Yeah. The same thing happens in Chrono Trigger, though. You beat the like the final dungeon, but what it does differently is that uh, right it opens up this portal, and it just makes it very clear, like it like uh, the narrator, whoever it is, is talking. It says like you can go through this portal and fight Lavos, but here's a list of people that need your help. And it gives you a bunch of very cryptic clues, like here's where you go to do this quest, where you go to do this quest, where you go to do this quest, and it was like. You can you can go talk to these people to help you better prepare for the ultimate fight or whatever. And yeah, it's none really of clear. that happens. It's really clear, like yeah, what, yeah. Like, what happens what is they, the a portal does that exist is. that shortcuts you back to the beginning of the dungeon, so you can get out because it's such yeah. a long dungeon. But uh, all that happens story wise is that the dialogue's just hammering home that generations upon generations of infinite cycles have been holding <laughs> this port, this one barrier closed, and we just opened it for you to fight them. And if you if, uh -huh. if you fail, we will the, the entire world will be obliterated. So like that's kind of a that's like an emergency situation, and there's yeah. no reason to think at that moment that like maybe there's a bunch of secrets that just opened in these five minutes of gameplay. Like it's literally like a, there's like a sixty second transition between dialogue to being locked into the ending where you're supposed to think, oh, this is when I should walk over and do side quests I've never known existed. And at the mm -hmm. point you look up a guide on the internet that tells you the 12 different towns yeah, that have obscure to NPCs to talk to that have no markings of any kind. hard to find, too. That's like, stupid. uh, and specifically would be largely impossible to find because you actually have to go to that initial dock that you land on. Oh, God. Uh, to even start that one. And you have to talk to a completely meaningless NPC that hands you a letter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would have. Um, I've never beaten any RPG before where I would, where I managed to get to credits before knowing side qu uh, side quests existed in it <laughs> at all. Yes, uh -huh. <laughs> that's so, that's crazy to me. That's like the question the of whether a multiplayer exists in No Man's Sky. <laughs> the last thing I want to mention, though, about the side quests, seeing as we're kind of bitching about them, you have to be level fifty to beat them. What level were you when you beat the game, Keith? Like mid thirties, early forties? Um, I can find out with the magic of looking at my YouTube channel. So. <laughs> Presumably, I uh, presumably you were pretty uh, 
you know, pretty even level-wise, but, like, you know, not too far or anything like that. It's also why the final boss felt so... Yeah, so we had to be, like, mid-50s to beat some of those bosses, because you actually had to solo some of the bosses for the side quests. I was yeah. like with 42 to 48 across my party. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so with Endier, we had to be, uh, like, 54-ish, just so the boss wouldn't one-shot me with a crit, <laughs> which w felt awful. Uh, and then there was a different point where uh, we were playing as Niter, and Niter, um, Niter was getting uh, turned to stone and shit, and it was just frustrating. Ooh. You had to use very specific combinations of Sprit Knight to survive those. Yeah, I didn't like but, that um, system, by the way. No, it was mm -mm. like I didn't enjoy the I didn't enjoy the entire Sprite Knight system because there was like a hundred per character. It felt like. But also they yeah. were super obscure because it wasn't it's not just like having it's not like some games where it's like, oh, there's just so many skills, but like I get them at least. In this game it was like, oh I'd get comments saying if that boss get would have been easier ones, if you had dispel. And I'm end. like, Well, I don't have dispel. Like, well, you should get dispel. How do I get dispel? Ah. <laughs> it's literally like <laughs> the best you can do is go to a merchant that sells the Sprite Knight and they'll be like, You need to have this material to get the skill. And I'm like, Okay, what yeah. drops that material? Because oh, every material oh. drops off not only a specific mob you look for writing purposes, but you also have to kill them with a specific yep. element or type okay, of so attack did look to make a specific item drop. No, that's not, look, that that's not looking it like, up. That's the, that's the tutorial of the game tells you that. Oh, I the didn't problem even notice is that, that how would you keep track? <laughs> Like, uh, like I said, the game only has like less than ten uh, enemy types, but it technically, like by name, has like fifty plus enemy types because they recolor them and shit and call them different things. So you have to like kill every type of enemy in the entire versions. game with a different element, every element and every type of attack and every every speed of attack and every combo type in order to unlock every potential possible drop from every character to get every skill in the uh, game. So if you like don't use ice on the right enemy, you don't have dispel for the rest of the game. <laughs> like that's the mechanic in the game it's like what the fuck is this system because <laughs> then if you you it was it's just like the side quest stuff where you have to like spoil the game by looking everything up online in order to figure out how to play the game basically or just put endless amount of time into it <laughs> to fall into the solution but so because of these side quests just to finish my point off uh we were mid 50s we, I mean, it took maybe like three minutes to beat the boss, and there was never any ounce of tension because we did the side quest. So, like, <laughs> we get to the time portal thing, and it's like, wait, really? That's it? Like, that was the last boss? Yep. And it just felt like this wildly underwhelming thing. Because that lady with two swords, legitimately harder than the last boss of the game. Like, she herself could have soloed it. Oh, no uh, the, the penultimate boss of the game is harder than the final boss of the game. <laughs> Like yeah, uh, the time actually the time lady man. is actually pretty. It was the toughest boss in the game for me, besides maybe giant uh, sheep monster. The old man was definitely the hardest for us because that like double cast thing that he started doing plus stop plus a couple other was that a mandatory like, fight? Uh, right before one? the airship, right be right before the airship, you fight the old man. He's Wait, been judging you the giant Julian sheep the entire time. Wouldn't that have been a Turna's Sprint Knight mission? No. no. No, the giant sheep monster is just when you go back to town to check after Julian disappears, I think. Oh, You're in Julian's town one. for the second time, and it's a mandatory fight to proceed with the game. And uh, mm -hmm. it's tough because the boss is infinitely healing itself. Right. And everyone was like, you should have used Dispel. I'm like, I don't have Dispel, nor do I know how to get Dispel. Because <laughs> the best I can do is find the item that requires Dispel, but then I don't know how to get the item that... I don't know how to pick, get that item. I can just find out its name. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's so I think we got iffy. to that point immediately after I'd done some grinding. 
because mm. uh, we had gotten killed by what looked like random trash mobs, but turned out we're like the super hard enemies. So I just like done a bunch of grinding. I'm like, well, I guess I'm under leveled for this. Oh and no, like, no, yeah. So you thought you were under leveled for the whole zone because of the secret elites, and yeah. then you grinded to beat because them, and then everything was easy after that because everything else was everything still was normal. Easy up until like a ways oh, later. No. Yeah, it was bad. Those elites okay. are a problem, though. That that's that's also a really bad concept in that game. Is that like the game constantly uses recolors and slight remodels of existing monsters, but then they set up this concept where the elites are slight recolors of the local monsters. But it's like, but all the other monsters are low are recolors. So how do you notice which ones are the elites and which ones are something new? <laughs> it's like it. I think I think the elites are always uh, like a dark black ebony color with. No, lines? there were some white ones. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It was a mess. It is an absolute mess from a design standpoint. Okay. Talking about messes, do you guys want to go on to Redfern Gross? Yeah. Team? I think yeah. I'm done with okay. that's enough. It was fun. Talking about messes, it, you want to talk about yeah. the dog intestines <laughs> at the end of <laughs> Redfern oh, Gross, Gross 1? Dude. Wow. Wow. They took Damn, the, they took out their. The movie's took, worse than that. They took out the dogs' intestines and they washed them in a pan and they. Let put me them guess. Back in. He buys four dogs this time and they all die. <laughs> oh man, dude. Oh man. <laughs> does right. he does, so, does he form an illegal dog fighting ring and okay. the entire? Let me let me just say. Wander's familiar say with that, the Hollywood concept of escalation. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, air dogs. <laughs> or, me, air bud. Yeah. Air bud. There you go. Or Beethoven. Air no, no, dogs. No no, 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 no. There was like a version that was like air dogs that like <laughs> the last airbender dogs. Well, it was like they actually had multiple dogs, and I think it literally was called air dogs. Mm. The last really? dog yeah, bender. Wow. With like a Z in it. Yeah. I'd, I'd have to double Arf! check it, but it was pretty bad. <laughs> still okay. not as bad as Cop Dog, but still. Yeah, true. Anyway. Uh yeah, so let me preface uh discussing where le, le, uh, where the Redfern grows part two colon the homecoming by just saying that this movie is probably going to be on a JonTron video at some point. I mean, it just has to be. Oh no! Uh, at any rate, uh, a little bit of background about the movie. So the uh, director and the writer for this movie, uh, as far as I can tell, only made like two B grade horror movies. And B grade, <laughs> we're talking like like such classics as like like horror from a creature from Black Lake from 1976 or uh, the the Aurora Encounter, well known classic from uh, 1986. So uh, those are the three um, movies with like a nice like ten year gap between the middle where he was presumably honing his skills. Jim as McCullough a director, senior, <laughs> nah, junior is the one who. Uh, Produced it. Anywho, okay. Wait, he got it. Uh, hit, 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 the movie was produced <laughs> by his son. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I've got anyway, so many questions, but I don't want any of them answered. As far as I can tell, based on looking this thing up, uh, this movie was probably like a direct to VHS thing from like the early '90s. So that was mostly distributed amongst like Christian uh, networks. So it'd be like you know they'd sell it at church or whatever. So it probably um, wasn't licensed. It so probably it's, was it's not. It's the Christian equivalent of a lifetime movie. Wouldn't it's the Christian equivalent to... of Wisdom Tree. The oh. movie equivalent of Wisdom Tree games. Wouldn't they what? have to have games? had some kind of legal rights to the to the book at all? Yeah, or but like... I mean, if it's distributed in such a low key fashion, like the people that own the rights aren't going to hear about it. Um, or like, try because it's not worth it because there's no money right. there. Like Fox yeah. in Space. 
And Wilson yeah. Rawls died, uh, like, uh, seven years before this movie was made, apparently. So, uh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think by that point, whatever. Yeah. So, anyway, the plot of uh, Where the Red Fern Grows Part 2, colon, The Homecoming, <laughs> is, <laughs> is uh, a World War II vet uh, with, uh, I guess at the time it was called Shell Shock. Or okay, something, so I don't know. Post-traumatic stress, yeah. Yeah, he comes back, and uh, he go- goes to Louisiana, and is like, life sucks. And then his grandson or whatever is like, hey, I have these two dogs, and they make me feel good about myself. Maybe they can make you feel good about yourself, too. And that's where the, that's where the official synopsis ends. I couldn't find a longer plot description. Oh, Not no. on Wikipedia or anything? And he no. didn't have, like, conveniently another neighbor that, oh, that like, trained cougars or anything? No, no, no. But I will <laughs> say this. Just railroad movie, this and wrap it up quickly. <laughs> the full movie is on YouTube. Oh. So I watched mm-hmm. a couple of scenes oh, from this no. movie. <laughs> oh, no. And, uh, I will say that but it looks incredible. they're not the incredibly... same dogs, though, right? No, no, different dogs. It's set, like, for, like, 20 years in the future. I feel like uh, at some point we've got family. I feel like we've all got to look up a, a movie sometime that's on YouTube and watch it together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And make uh, that stream the stream stream us face camming. Night of the Lepus. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean Trolls Two. Warriors of I bet Virtue. We get our hands. That's oh yeah, horrible. that that's one. That's on YouTube. Anyway. It's been on YouTube for a while. <laughs> so wait, the, the Warriors of... of Virtue was that that one with the kid that allies himself with a bunch of puppet animals? No, they're kangaroo people. <laughs> In like yeah, full suits. I, I mean, I'd actually be up for watching that again because I remember yeah, really kind of <laughs> liking that. That's the most memorable the villain ever. <laughs> and being, huh? Maybe I'd want to see that. I'm kidding. That's some of my favorite okay. dialogue of any game, of, of any uh, movie ever, which is "shit happens, shit happens, <laughs> shit happens, shit happens, shit happens." <laughs> anyway, uh, Wait, so somebody in my chat. Say <laughs> Somebody in my chat is uh, actually apparently an owner and viewer of this movie, and they are correcting me on the plot. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? Anyway, they're correcting me that apparently the grandfather gives the grandsons the dogs. So, my mistake. Anywho, so the movie is just like, it's all about like, you know, basically being like, Jesus is awesome. Uh, here's some scenes of, like, people hunting in the wilderness, as far as I can tell, because it's literally just, like, a shot of, like, people in church, and then, like, people hunting. Are they like, hunting that's Jesus? That's the movie. And then, uh, at the very end of the movie, because that's the most important part, uh, they're hunting, and, uh, like, Grandpa is, is, like, going out in, like, the woods, and, like, the dog chases a raccoon up a tree, and Grandpa's like, I... Uh, this uh, I'm not going to cut my losses. I have to get that specific raccoon. So this what? like old guy just like climbs a tree, try and catch this raccoon, and he falls off and dies. Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> and then and then um like the grandson is there or something, and he like talk or I don't know. I didn't actually watch the movie. I, I also had it muted because you know. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I was recording a podcast at the same time, weirdly enough. Um, so, like, Grandpa Mario is, like, helping... Like, Wait, Mario? 
Yeah, he's a dude that looks like if Mario right. and then, like oh, he's got like, blue overalls and a red shirt. Like yeah, like <laughs> like collided into each other, and he was just like like ah. Uh, By the way, I skipped to a like, random part of the movie and immediately landed on a scene of him crying over a dead dog under a red fern. I'm like, really? Yeah, literally that? Not, <laughs> it is literally. Wait, <laughs> they did the entire. So was Grandpa was Grandpa the kid? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> Grandpa seems... the kid. I couldn't find a, a synopsis, and like I said, I watched it without the volume on. So for people that have actually seen this movie, they're probably thinking like, like, oh my god, he is either like so wrong, or oh my god, he got this dead on, and I don't know which it's gonna be. Or and alternatively, we'll why are they making me relive these nightmares? So what nightmares? happens when the boy finds his deceased grandfather <laughs> so he's, he's and the talking, raccoon? He's talking in the tree. to like, well, the, the raccoon lives. You know, so that's a, that, <laughs> yeah. there's at least like a, a silver lining to that cloud, um, and so the uh, so like the the kids talking to Grandpa Mario slash like gold uh, collector and um, gold prospector, and oh, as far okay. as I, I I don't know what they actually talked about, but I assume Grandpa Mario was like, "Don't worry, it'll be all okay because God has a plan for everything." And, you know, the little kid was like, but I'm so sad now. And then the next scene is at a funeral. And right. The grandfather's funeral, right? Yeah, the grandfather's funeral. And, like, there's just a bunch of people that are talking. And then somebody says something to the grandson, like, I assume basically something to the effect of, these are your dogs now. And then the credits roll. Okay. So Wait, that's what? Birds. I didn't see the movie. I barely know what I'm talking about. That was Wait, really actually quite I think what fun. you said so is wrong, because I don't think Probably. Grandpa ever fell out of the tree. Well, somebody falls out of a I'm tree. I'm watching the end of the video movie right now, and, like, what happens is a dog climbs up a tree, and their, yeah, his and owner's there. Chase. They yeah, both they fall do. off the tree. The owner just gets up, but, like, the dog's dead, I guess. So this is a movie about a dog that brutally dies from falling out of a tree, <laughs> and, and they get a funeral with, like, where they wear suits and everything. And... <laughs> Wait, for so one dog the dog that fell out of a tree. So the funeral's for the dog. <laughs> and the other dog survives. Yeah, the other dog survives. So there's no, like, person. depression, starvation going on here. And there's no cougar attack. It's just like, a, it's like what's the what's the lowest budget and least graphic way our Christian movie can murder a dog in the end? And then, <laughs> and then the movie ends. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Well. So that's, you know uh, what was an, an awesome dog synopsis. movie? No, Shell. There's no Homeward awesome dog bound. movies. Oh, yeah. No, oh, shit, Thomas. you're right. right. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, Homeward Bound. I'm immediately I wrong. I love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Totally about you know, that one. I actually want to say, I could be wrong on this, but I think Homeward Bound was actually one of the only series that actually had, like, decent-ish sequels, even if it really was Did just the exact lost same in, plot over I, and over Weren't again. they immediately they lost, lost in, in San city. Francisco? Yeah. 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 They, they always have the sequel in the city. Yeah, um, Lost in San Francisco is like literally Babe, the name of the movie, you know, I just noticed. because <laughs> yeah, wasn't Babe, Babe wow. 2, Pig in the City? Yeah, and, it might not have been that good. It might have been childhood thinking Beethoven. that, because it has a 53 on Rotten Tomatoes and the 44 audience score. Wait, wait, is this for the original Homeward Bound no, or the for sequel. the sequels? Yeah, for okay. the sequels. I'm sure yeah. the original Homeward Bound it was probably have... at least like a solid 70. It probably did not. Oh, yeah. It might not be as original... good as we remember, because I loved it too when I was... Uh, I've never I remember seen the six. I mean, it's straight up a <laughs> wonderful adventure movie for kids that yeah. adults oh, are probably yeah. like, all right, Homer, we're kind of Bound in 88. Homeward Bound is in 88. Ta-da! Yeah, I mean, the original Homeward Bound was awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, first off, I love how they didn't do the 
uh, mouth manipulation. I mean, they I hate that. Yeah. I hate that so much in any, any you, like, you don't like animal cats and dogs? Movie. Oh, God. No. <laughs> uh. no. Cats and dogs uh, marked a thing as a child for as a child for me where like I could notice when a movie was how fake a movie was because of how consistently it was going back and forth between like dogs just sitting there and then dogs that could had animation for some reason and mm-hmm. they would just oh, go back and forth yeah. for no reason <laughs> well mm-hmm. for budget reasons I'm sure but like the fact that they kept going back and forth was like super distracting and he- mm-hmm. here's what's weird that movie got a sequel like yeah. tw- like oh, 10 yeah. years well, later <laughs> it sold i mean it it did pretty well in the box office didn't it That's cuz i mean spy kids had like four sequels kids will eat, watch anything but spy kids was yeah. good really spy kids was any spy of its kids sequ- 1 and 2 were sequels? actually good movies cats and dogs made 200 million dollars at the box office and it cost 60 mm. million to make and also well, probably so started was... jeff goldblum oh no well, oh no it... Cats and Dogs sort of 2, The Revenge of then. Kitty Delore, has a, on the cover, features a German Shepherd doing the DreamWorks eyebrow raise. Oh, no. That's horrible. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm scared. Let's talk about something else. We've got a question from okay. Tumblr, at where, uh, which is uh, fournerds.tumblr.com slash ask. Somebody asked, do you guys like found footage movies? Uh, no. Yeah. Actually. Wait, are we talking about like um, Marble Wasps type things, or like, Whoa. is it or is it Marble that Hornets? Would qualify. Or Wait, Marble Hornets. Okay. I do. Uh, I've heard the term, but I don't know if I know if that's actually. Uh, Blair Witch Project. Cloverfield. Oh, 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 so you mean it was filmed from like a camera, and it's almost as though you're rewatching someone. If it's a well done style, it's movies where the premise is that the camera physically exists in the story, and that and you're seeing it from first person perspective of what's supposed to be a real camera that's in the real story, supposedly, which of course is all Mm. fiction, but like that's the conceit. The the only one that I recall ever having seen was probably Cloverfield. Uh, Now that I think about it, paranormal activity. People are one. saying, uh, still can't access the Tumblr, still has viruses on it. Can someone link it? Viruses? Yeah, I, Keith, you want to give uh, us a link? How can you yeah. have viruses on... I have no idea. What? What do you mean by a virus? You're like, their uh, uh, web browser gives them a virus, um, for, warning or something. Uh, it could be spammers? For, for, for a Tumblr page that has nothing on it? Could the theme be getting virus notifications? Could be. It's like a front the page, theme? like like one of the more popular, like easily accessible, like normal themes of Tumblr that you can get on, like its customization thing. It's not like any script is put into it either. Yeah. Weird. Huh. Weird. Uh, yeah, I'll I've put just, it in. I've Twitch had multiple people tell anywhere. me about. Mo- multiple people have told me that they have like virus warnings when they open it up. So I was like, I've probably should report that. A number really of sites strange. that shouldn't. Yep. Yeah. Huh. That's weird. Maybe it's. Is it the Maybe advertisements it's all part of brought our up? Illuminati plot yes, we're taking over all your computers so they can render our videos. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, I sure as hell could use the extra rendering. Um, Just render in 720p. I Stop do. Caring. I know. I did. From the get go, <laughs> my 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 setup was not 1080p compatible. It's also one of those where OBS yells at me saying my encoding is overloaded if I tried 1080p. And I don't oh, care weird. enough to rectify that. Yeah. Mm. Which is weird, because it shouldn't be, because I've got a pretty strong computer. But it's also one of those where it, it already doesn't fit my workflow. So why do it? I don't care. 
Actually, do you know what was a really good use of found footage in a film? Though it wasn't really necessarily the whole film. Uh, you guys had seen The Sixth Sense, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I don't remember anything I, about it because I saw it when it was brand new in theaters and never again. I object. Uh -huh. I object to any Sh Shyamalan movie on uh, religious grounds. I still, uh, I still need to see Unbreakable because it's supposed to be good. It is. Okay, I, it is so decent. But yeah, I, I, I'm 26 years old, and I saw 20. I saw Sixth Sense when I was nine. <laughs> Ooh, okay, so spoilers, spoilers. But there is a little girl who died, and uh -huh. so the boy obviously wants to find a way to bring her closure because uh, Bruce Willis's character has been going around with him, saying, you know, instead of being frightened of these ghosts, you should try mm -hmm. to see what they're asking for, and so. He goes to this girl's funeral, which or like memorial service is just taking place in her house, and he goes upstairs to her room. I don't know why no one stopped them, but the boy sees the ghost, who always looks like she's barfing or well vomiting, and so she points to her bed, and he picks up a box from underneath it, and there's a VHS tape in it. Turned uh -huh. out the girl would always film puppet shows that she performed in her room on her own. And one day she left the camera on. And so she go hops into bed and her mother has prepared her some kind of soup. Except they show the mother pouring soap, detergent, chlor chlorine, I don't know. Some weird substance, obviously very volatile and poisonous. Probably mm -hmm. some kind of cleaning liquid into her soup. And then giving it to her, and the girl's like, oh, it doesn't taste good. And she's like, well, you have it. And it turned out that the girl had died, well, from being poisoned for years. Like, I suppose the mother got kicks out of poisoning her. You know how there are people it's out Munchausen there. It's Munchausen by proxy, yeah. Right, yeah. right. They, and so the girl finally died from it. And so the boy takes the tape downstairs and hands it to the father, who's distraught. And he's like, your daughter wanted you to have this. The father puts it in the uh, television set. People actually start looking over to watch it, and he sees precisely what happens. And it's just like you did this to her, to the wife, and she's just like, Ugh. and that was that was interesting. I that That's was cool. just a really impactful use of found footage. Like, found footage. And yeah. then he made Avatar. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Bender. so. I really like the Sixth Sense. One. What were other no. ones? Uh, I like Lady in the Water. Lady in the Water was a good one too. I didn't like Lady in the Water. Uh, I mean, now that I look back on it, it was weird, a little drab. But when I initially saw it, I thought it was interesting. The very first time I saw Lady in the Water, it was kind of like, oh, whimsy, whatever happens, whatever goes. But then when mm -hmm. you see it again, you're like, wow, this whole story just makes this up. up uh, oh, it just everything gets made up yeah. as it goes along and then nothing makes sense and nothing goes anywhere. And and they and they yeah, also do the general like how... crappy thing for a director to do, which is uh, shit on, on, on movie reviewers in the middle of your movie by yeah. literally killing a film critic. <laughs> Oh, really? I yeah. forgot that part. It's been a, a long time since I've seen it. Oh, what was the movie? Uh, I, I don't remember which movie this was. Saw it, uh, like an article on it years ago. But uh, effectively, critic was a specific critic who was really hard on this guy's movie. Uh -huh. Um, and so for the next movie, he kills off a guy with kind of the like first two letters 
oh. of first name last name switch as like uh-huh. a symbolic thing midway uh-huh. through their like slasher fic or something you know mm. the, wow. the film critic getting killed and it's just like that's like a you bowl type bullshit move yeah, to do say, when he's like oh it's like come fight I me did, bro because you don't like my movie ball. i immediately might, thought it might have been i because he's a scumbag <laughs> Yeah, he's I just remember stupid. reading about it, and I was just like, you know, that's that's an easy way to alienate anybody. Yeah, I actually have something well, related no. to that. But uh, did anyone else? Did anyone, anyone else have anything? Any follow up first? Uh, no. I mean, fast I just want to say, go for it. Uh, oh right, we oh, didn't no, really finish no, talking oh, about mine, those. Mine wasn't about found footage, <laughs> but the same boy that was in the Sixth Sense had also been in uh, Artificial Intelligence. I absolutely love that film. That's but, a great film. Yeah, but it's awesome. Wander cried during it. Okay, we're not talking about that. Okay, sorry. It was just so this, sad. Where was the camera? Why didn't you film it? Everything no, for you too. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a good time. Yeah, not a good thing to bring up, Shell. Sorry. <laughs> it was one of the only films I ever saw you disturbed by. <laughs> Chat literally was like, "What the fuck, Shell?" <laughs> 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 you don't tell a dude's friends he cried during a movie. <laughs> I mean, I'd be o- I'd be okay if I actually wanted to tell the story, but this I is not something we Zootopia talk about on the twice. podcast. And I don't, mean twice. I, don't even, I don't mean twice in the same v- viewing. I mean, I cried in the same spot the second time. <laughs> mm. Which spot? Ah, oh, shit, which part I is it? I haven't seen Zootopia. Oh, man, which part I, is it now? I will say this. I the other day I remembered uh, a line from Zootopia and it took me months to get it, but there was one <laughs> line where somebody was like, "You don't just touch a sheep's hair," and then I realized like three days ago it was like, "That's about black people hair," because oh. like people do that all the time to black people who have like natural oh, no. hair, and I, t- I finally got it like <laughs> like three days ago. <laughs> Oh, I'm no. gonna be honest. You mean like Afro? I, yeah. Kind I, of yeah. Okay. Analogy. Here's an embarrassing story that I can't talk about. Uh, oh, I didn't really see like black people until I moved to North Carolina, which was like sixth sixth grade. <laughs> there uh-huh. were a whole lot of them in SoCal, which I feel terrible about saying. But it's just <laughs> Why? Why would you talk? I, I. So one of my friends figured this out, and he was a black guy with an afro that was like the size of his belly and he was a pretty rotund dude he's like touch my afro touch my afro and it was this like weirdly <laughs> urgent thing of like you <laughs> have you to touch it? my afro now <laughs> yeah nice it I, was I'm and awesome call, uh, apparently <laughs> that, it's important I'll be right back that was how Wander okay. lost that hand <laughs> I mean what that, you, I went up it was I was halfway uh, like up my forearm have there um, ever been, before I found his like head. Has there ever been a movie about like horror film about hair or monster hair or? <laughs> yes, there's a horror movie about everything. At by this point, all right. I'm, I'm trying I'm typing to... horror movie. Hair. I mean, there's a horror movie about vagina dentata. No, so oh, realistically, we can probably surmise that. Yeah, there's probably horror movies about a lot of things. You know, there's probably something about a guy that surgically replaces dick with the sword. And murdered people that way. <laughs> I'm just assuming that probably exists. Well, Ekusute is a ho- Japanese horror movie about hair extensions. Oh, shit, I've seen that one. <laughs> Wait, what? I've seen that. I, I remember that. Remember how we used to watch those like really shitty movies uh, on my frat shell? Yes, which what, what movie was this? That was one of them. That was one of the ones we watched. It was not paying a whole lot of attention, but I remember it now. Which movie? 
Japanese horror movie ex ex exusute. It's a, yeah, it's, there we a, go. it's exte, but it's like the every there's there's seventeen extra vowel uh, syllables because it involves an X and is spoken in Japanese, so okay. it's like a five syllable word instead. <laughs> but uh, it, the main image you see if you look it up is a woman uh, with hair shooting off in every direction above her and like clinging to all the walls and ceilings about around her. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> this one yeah, a weird the direction. Whole sword thing that Wander brought up. Yeah, that was used as one of the methods to murder people in the movie Seven. Remember. Sword penis. Don't yeah. remember it. Huh. It was... I missed a... The, the guy... I missed it and I was for, here. For, for <laughs> lust, he had made some contraption and forced a dude to kill a prostitute that way. Oh, uh, yeah. I do oh, remember that was that like now. barbed wire, what, barbed wire penis or something. Oh, yeah. No, it was like a blade. I, who can... Ugh, just... No, I don't... Hey, I was right. That. Sword penis. Uh, so, bird. Yeah. So uh, you want me thing. to watch another movie and try to get the, no. uh... Oh. No. It was fun. I just want to I segue into something really that is not any of Sword Penis. Oh. <laughs> Guys, Why not? stop. Now it's I remember. Gross. Yeah. I, on the, I, on, I he, they, someone, like, throws down on, on the table, like, a, a Polaroid that references what the, the lust murder was. Mm-hmm. That was David Fincher, yeah. right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, Seven, it was an interesting film, but, uh that ending, when that box uh, came See, up, I just, I, I don't like suspense it. horror movies, period. I love them, I, but that I, movie was I spoiled by, for me by all of society. Because <laughs> everyone's like, what's in the box? What's in the box? It's like, anyone says anything funny ever, then it's always <clears throat> spoiled for the entire internet immediately. So... Take us a lie, dude. I knew that spoiler before I knew the movie existed. <laughs> like... Portal was but scary before it got completely spoiled and became hilarious. What but like was? if you played Portal, Portal, like if you played through it without like knowing all the jokes and like stuff like that, like it actually oh, was yeah. kind of a freaky game. Oh yeah, I I played I played that game on launch and it was awesome. Yep, Pence. and then everybody it's started a... quoting it, and I was just like, me. Oh, yeah. "This is yeah, this yep. is a little bit less awesome now." But I mean, whatever. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. You will be burned, and then there will be cake. What? Can you run that by me by me again, please? Like it's a whole game of weird dialogue option things of like that where it's like okay. it almost sounds like the normal way to say things, but it wasn't the normal way, and the, the way you said it involves me dying, so Did we, any of can you we guys take the conveyor into the fire? Yeah. Or did you all escape? I went into the fire, so it's hilarious. Uh, so I couldn't actually figure out how to get in. Uh-huh. Like get out of it. So I thought oh, yeah, legitimately that was the ending. Yeah. I oh. thought I thought it was the ending. And I was uh, really confused no. when the credits didn't roll. They, they, give you a, like, they, they give you a puzzle you can only solve by doing that to set up that mechanic so you know how to get out of it. That wasn't exactly... I, I think I was kind of in one of those, like... Shit, when did that even come out? I think it was in you high just, school. You just forgot the connection that you just made. Like, you just don't yeah. realize... You just kind of did it without, like... You were too busy thinking like, about all the pretty boys at school. Yeah. Wait, uh, <laughs> part Part of it is, like... I mean, you guys probably have noticed I tend to, like, zip past everything in games. Yes. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Aren't you excited uh, about and... Divinity 2? <laughs> I, I am. That is, going to be, that is going to be a Water nightmare that I'm not entirely... Original Sin 2 speedrun where he leaves behind the other three players. <laughs> what? Well, I can't wait. I can't wait. We're, well, it's turn-based, that so that's going to help a lot. Because even though it'll be a massive clusterfuck, I just don't know what four people it would work with. <laughs> uh, for a whole my problem through. is 
I don't know if my we problem have. is stainless picked up four copies. He's like, want to play it? Actually, <laughs> yeah. How are we going to do that? That's shit. We have five people that have it. Dun dun dun. Fuck. Well, either way, the two of us are playing it together because broken. we literally played the first Absolutely. one together. Absolutely. Ah. It's so just we the just rest need to break their friendship, and then we're good. <laughs> uh, it should be easy enough to do. Friendship turf yep. war. We just need to find oh. another two people who beat the entire first game together, and then those two teams of two merge, <laughs> and that's the whole story. Uh-huh. Wasn't there a horror movie about a computer that had fallen in love with a girl who was the neighbor of his owner, and then... Of who's... I don't know. Owner? Well, can we stop talking about horror movies? Well, we Most talking of them about... are, like, bland and controlled. But there was a really cool I scene horror where... Movies. <laughs> where the computer... Uh, love the fact that the woman would play on the cello, I believe. And so he created a music program so that he could play back to her. And then they were Sounds like playing really a duet. familiar. A duet through the vent What's system. This? They were playing a duet through the vent. Hmm. And it was really cool. So, you know what I do want to talk about, even though I don't have a whole lot of firsthand experience, but I'd mention this to you, Keith. Uh, uh-huh. God Eater 2 Rage Burst came out on Steam. Uh, rather quietly, actually. Uh, but according to a lot of people, it's actually one of the best console ports to make it to Steam. That it's, like, just straight-up flawless porting. Um, and I, I had, like, floated the idea to Keith a little while back. And I found out that, uh, Gull of Dune plays it, and so I talked to him a little while about it. But apparently, like, um... Uh, apparently, like, the game is actually just super solid. Hmm. And... Really fun, and it's weird that that's notable to me, because uh, uh, I mean, this about was as a, like as a quality of a game or a port. Yeah, like port, just the port. Because I was gonna say yeah, like the cause... reviews have not been great for that game so far. Well, for like a game in general, like yeah, if you go watch the like syndicated reviews for for God Eater Two, they were meh. People are mostly saying it's mediocre compared to basically every other entry in that subgenre of like hunter games. Yeah, my point is more so that it's it's just a very functional port that didn't suck for once, which is for a, for notable. a Japanese game basically. Yeah, because that's like the specific it's... subsection is like JR, like Japanese RPGs in particular are slowly making their way to PC as <laughs> like. Mm-hmm the most janky like it feels like you're somehow yeah. playing an emulator of a ps4 pirated game even though it's like, an official sold product disgaea pc ran better emulated back in 2005 on my <laughs> pc than it did on the well, like disgaea one ran better on a emulator uh on my pc than disgaea pc did earlier this year mm. wow like I actually had to turn off all of the quote-unquote HD features because they <clears> fucked up the game and I couldn't play. Fun. Uh, yeah, and so, like, I, I've just been every once in a while noticing games that, like, this is a good, like, console port, and it's like, what? What? What is it? What other ones are notable? I'm going to throw in Arkham... Arkham Knight is part of that, because... Yeah. Which is weird, because the previous Arkham games were great on PC. Hmm. They were actually, like, they were well hailed as being incredibly good ports. Like, yeah, the combat I played, yeah. Carried on, over... I played, I played Asylum on on games for Windows Live, because uh-huh. I wanted yeah, another yeah. copy of the same achievements back and, then. And, <laughs> and, the it... con- and the controls and the gameplay carried over perfectly. Uh, yep. well, I mean, keyboard and mouse controls were atrocious, but let's be honest here. 
Oh yeah, I, I mean, played that game like, with an yeah, Xbox 360 controller like a sane person a does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the keyboard and mouse like are not good for action games, but uh I mean that were originally meant for like console. They're good for FPSs though. Yeah, I really only enjoy keyboard and mouse for first person games or like real time strategy games. Or strategy, <laughs> strategy in general, really. Yeah. That's what I mean by math-based like, games. It's like all the different subgenres oh, that involve looking math, down like, from above. Like, what? Math blasters, you, dude. I mean, awesome if you're typing game. numbers, you probably want a keyboard and mouse, I suppose. But also, what are you doing uh, with your day? Mm-hmm. Keith, did you play? Uh, did you play The Witness with a with a controller? No, I don't think okay. so. I was yeah, curious about that. That seemed because I didn't. I didn't like the the fixed movement speed for mazing that they that I saw. So it just felt natural to drag my mouse around to do all the mazes, especially yep. when I got to Hollow the Mountain King. Mm. Yeah, that would have been all. Oh, that was already torture. I had somebody actually show up in a video recently being like, finish Hollow of the Mountain King. And I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> man. <laughs> I, I watched Jonathan Blow fail Hollow the Mountain King with a controller. <laughs> Eventually. Mm. So, so were there any work. other questions? Oh, uh, well, we never, most of us never really touched the found footage question yet, like at all. Uh, yeah. I mean,. Unfortunately, a lot of the genre just doesn't appeal to me to begin with, so it's hard to. All horror games. Uh, well, there's, there's, there's more Chronicle. No, ah. There's Chronicle. Oh wait, isn't isn't there that new movie that's coming out with the? Didn't Bird refer to it earlier? The old man who's blind. Didn't they have a camera or something? Or was that? Mm, I think that's just a normal movie. It is just a normal movie. Oh, okay. But yeah, there's a big emphasis on horror, but yeah, the main exception I can think of for found footage type movie is a uh, Chronicle, which is a superhero movie. Oh wait, isn't there that one that's from the perspective of the guy and he becomes a cyborg? Yeah, that's already out. That was terrible. It was terrible. I haven't very very seen it. bad. Oh, and there's well, also you seen it either. Mr. Joe Danger Dude, whatever it's called, the the the, one, the movie that came out this year that was like compared to like being a video oh, game Joe and Dirt stuff. Two. No, right? You you know what I'm talking about, right? The first person action movie. Yeah, yeah. that's what Shell was talking about. Yeah, um, there's an exception. Oh, that's oh he is an android. Well, I didn't know, cyborg. Looks, I didn't know he was a like machine he, person. Yeah, yeah, he was a cyborg. He, you sort of look down and you're strapped to a stretcher. And your supposed wife is telling you, oh, they did this to you, blah, 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 but I was able mm. to bring you back kind of thing. And I think he has mechanical components. That's actually on Steam, by the way. Like, if we do want to watch it. Wait, why is it on Steam? Because why not? They can start streaming they, movies on stream? Yeah, they've been what doing that for a while, actually. Oh. Yeah, I watched a couple, like, documentaries on Steam. I, like I have Mad Max Dota 2 on movie Steam. And, stuff like that. Mm. and not just the game. Mm-hmm. Which is actually kind of kind of a neat little thing. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm not going to watch it because I don't rewatch movies ever. <laughs> but it's it's neat. I'm surprisingly it's... likely to to rewatch movies. <sighs> time, man, time is so hard. Like, I already have trouble watching the movies that I want to watch I, in a year. I find that when oh, I was younger. God. I could watch more movies and rewatch them again and again. Now it seems to be one of those things where, for mm-hmm. nostalgia's sake, I might go sifting around, find a movie, and watch that. But I find that I'm looking for more new experiences as opposed to watching huh. the same ones over and over again. Uh-huh. The only other instances that I'll rewatch things will be if I want to show my friends something, which is all the time because my father's extensive VHS collection from the 70s and 80s and such. They had never seen those films, and many of those films 
are either being remade or having sequels in this decade. So yeah. people are going, oh, wow, I want to watch the originals. And it's like, well, you can come to my house and we have all the original <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Like, where the Red, Redfern grows three. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, no. So, Bird, no. next time I visit you, we're filming that. <laughs> One shot. They oh, didn't have no. dogs. I know. Uh, Two dogs were harmed bad. in the making of this movie. Don't <laughs> can make us uh, costumes, can't she? She can yeah. make us like uh, doggy fursuits. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that I could. Uh... So on the, on the... She sounds as psyched about this as we do. So on the top I mean, of the found footage She's movies... realizing she's going to be supporting a really poorly done uh, vanilla yif porn. Oh. <laughs> whoa, whoa, hold on. I didn't know what I was signing up for. <laughs> Too late. too late. You, you already you already had a verbal agreement. Yep. It's too late now. Those aren't legal in this state. I mean, you're moving to Washington. Damn from it. Washington. I mean, the YIF porn's already infiltrating the podcast. You should see some of the thumbnails I get for accounts that are submitting uh, questions via their yeah. Tumblr accounts. <laughs> I didn't know Purple was exclusively asking us questions. <laughs> Okay, on the topic so... of found footage films, I like I I really enjoyed how it was used in Blair Witch Project and Cloverfield, and Cloverfield uh, did it so well. What was the other one? Um, Paranormal Activity. Paranormal Activity is the first one's pretty all right. It gets really bad from there though, and then uh yeah, and Quarantine was a fun time, which is supposed to be a remake I of Wreck, never but watched... I've never I've never yeah. watched the original yet. It was originally well, it's a like a film, isn't it? yeah, they were Spanish films. Yeah, and they made like a, almost like a shot-for-shot shot remake. But I've heard that they're not good. It's not good. I enjoyed it. Uh, in particular, like the ending is like one of the tenser scenes I've seen in a while. Uh, but I'm 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 predisposed to like quarantine more because it's I like uh, I like what do they call them like ship in a bottle movies, uh -huh. where <laughs> the whole film's in one location. So like oh, I yeah, like yeah. so like I enjoy the concept like, of quarantine and saw and reservoir dogs and like the, what about the one movie where the dudes in the, in the in the telephone booth? Oh yeah, phone booth. Also yeah. uh, buried with Ryan Reynolds, where he's just in a coffin the entire film. What about yeah. dialing no. for murder? I have no idea what that is. That one. It's an Alfred Hitchcock film. I, I've never seen it. Everything takes a, place in an apartment. Yeah, it's a pretty classic movie. Honestly, but you're also not a classic movie person, as far as I can tell, so... <laughs> it's just it's impossible well, to keep up with all the classic movies. With, with, the, with the classic of everything ever. Because it's but like, why don't you movies... know this symphony, or this opera, or this play, or this movie, <laughs> or this book? It's like, God damn it, there's too much stuff to consume in life. I've tried to give Hitchcock <laughs> his due in terms of, like, watching movies, considering it's like, I don't know. Every once in a while I feel like I'm obligated to watch, like, the classics. And then I try, and I'm just like, nope, can't do it. Too much like, um... Yes, I know there's a lot of overwhelming dialogue No, it's you, not even the overwhelming but... dialogue. It's like, the characters are kind of stupid. I think I mean, I've it... genuinely watched one Hitchcock movie so far. And it's Birds? the big one. No, it's Birds. Psycho. It's like, <laughs> Hitch Hitchcock specifically was the director that got me sick of the trope of, like, Woman standing in X location screaming while something bad happens to her. <laughs> um, well, it that... happened like five times in the birds alone, as well as oh shoot, what's the murder one? It's not American Psycho. It's this Psycho. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, uh, in Dialem for Murder, the woman stabs her aggressor with scissors and kills him. So, 
But did he did he have his hands in front of his face or something? And was there like kind of like a horrified look on his face the entire time? No. Oh, okay. Oh, this movie's from yeah, that's 1954. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if... I, I have not really seen older movies, I'd say. Uh, There's also Rope. That that was a, a good one. Uh, Rear Window. Jimmy Stewart. I think until I saw Psycho, the oldest movie I had ever seen before then was Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Hmm. Wow. From 71. The oldest movie what about, I've uh, like the, was from the, the 1920s. Oh. I find it hard to believe you hadn't seen Wizard of Oz by that point. Oh, I have seen Wizard of Oz. Oh, and I've seen Chase Chitty Bang Bang. Never mind. I just don't know how old these movies are. Chase Chitty Bang Bang is really bad. I mean, the original Metropolis is 1927, right? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, the important thing about Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is that I was definitely four. Yeah, no kidding. Holy shit, that's a two and a half hour movie. (laughs) Wait, really? How is that movie that long? It's just a car that flies. I don't even remember the pr- the plot, like if anything happens in it. Wasn't besides there the somebody car that was flying. like, wasn't there kind of the classic like villain that was trying to take the car for his own, mm. like sort of vile purposes? Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the oldest movie I've ever seen is uh, a trip to the moon, which came out in 1902. Yep. Oh yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. That was it's on well, Netflix. Had to watch oh, yeah. that. It's really oh, yeah. cool. I like it. I did, it's I did pretty see cool. that. Isn't it, I did isn't see it like that 10 one. minutes long? Yeah, yeah. it's about 15 minutes really long, but it's amazing. Yeah. It's really right, well, really cool. Yeah. Now, oh, oh, yeah. How old is Unshun and Alo then? Because if you're talking about really old stuff. Oh, that. I've seen Unshun and Alo from 1929. Uh, nice. I think it's my oldest okay. movie then. Cool. I, I only I've saw seen, it because uh... the Pixies, because they have a whole song dedicated to it. <laughs> it's like they have, they're like slicing up eyeballs. I want you to know, and it's like I'm a debaser oh, and all this uh, stuff. That's the Da Vinci, not Da Vinci. Unshun wow. Andalusia and all Dolly those lyrics, movie. and I'm like, what? I'm like, what are Ooh. they talking about? And I look up Unshun Andalusia. I'm like, oh, yep, that's a woman getting her eyeball sliced open. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the really, really famous, really special effects. Looks so, really cool. Yeah, what what was it like? She had a missing eye, and they put like a cow eye in her eyeball eye. or something. Yeah, it was a yeah. cow eye instead of a glass eye. It's that's which is why it looks like yeah. all big Graphic. and kind of like misshapen. I don't think I understood so, anything that happened in it, but I saw it, and that now that I'm looking <laughs> at it, that's technically the oldest movie I've ever seen. I've seen Trip to the Moon, I think, 12 times now. One for every, uh, like, art history or animation Jeez. class, kind of. That, seem, that seems a little excessive. <laughs> it's excessive. The novelty it's wears a, off after yeah. the halfway through the first time. Many of my favorite films no, are I from mean, the 1950s. I think, I think it's it was novel. Quite enjoyable to get through the first through the first time, but then I would never True. watch it a second time. I, I think the first time I watched it, it was kind of unwelcome. Like I didn't want to be there. Like uh-huh. I wasn't supposed to be well, there, but in, I was, it was in school. Probably, yeah. I, I think I was also like very young because they were trying to teach us like kind of the basics for animation for some reason, and that I don't know. They didn't do a good job of it. Yeah. <laughs> One older film that I, 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 I try seeing it in its entirety and it's so difficult for me is Lawrence of Arabia. It's so long. Yeah. I got through it. I really and there's like, like that Alec movie. Guinness is in it. A, a number uh-huh. of other significant actors from that time, but yeah. I I saw it like yeah. about three months ago. Oh, it took me four days. Oh, it's three Watching and a half Lawrence hours. Lawrence of Arabia is yeah. like trying to watch Ben Hur. Oh, but exactly. Ben Hurd has Charlton Heston. Doesn't matter. Lawrence of Arabia has Peter O'Toole. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. 
I lost interest in Ben-Hur well before the chariot scene, and if I remember right, the chariot scene's like halfway through the movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I, I really yep. like... Uh, I, I actually very much like Lawrence of Arabia. The soundtrack, the score is incredible. And like, oh, it's yeah, played of course. On, it's played on radio all the time. And, um, and if you learn about... Uh, like T.E. Lawrence, like, oh my god, he's such a cool person. And the uh, fact that he died in a motorcycle accident, and that was like the I start know. of the film. Yeah. You, you, it's you, kind of you survive sad. war and, you know, surviving in the wilderness and, 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 and <laughs> crossing the, like, desert and stuff. Repeatedly. But, oh my motorcycle god, the cinematography well, it's on like, all the desert it's like scenes if they, is amazing. It's like if they killed Han Solo in episode 7 by tripping. On, like, a no. loose cable in the Millennium Falcon. That actually would have been really funny. Uh, I thought you guys he were saying... actually got eaten by those roly-polies. I thought you guys were saying that the actor got killed by a motorcycle oh, no, no, accident. No. Oh, no, 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 no. Peter O'Toole had a very long career, even after Lawrence of Arabia. But the movie's right. so old actually, that he could have had a very long career and died 30 years ago. I thought so I don't, so I don't know. <laughs> a lot of the universal uh, horror films with like um, oh, oh, Vincent Price and mm -hmm. a number of other actors. A Claude Rains, you, uh -huh. uh, Boris Karloff, Bela Lugosi, you name it. I, I don't think that ones. I could put myself to watch like some of those. Like, I will have to, because I can't all got to find it on YouTube no, and watch it together. Guys, guys, <laughs> if, you can't, if you can't handle any of those, at least watch Abbott and Costello beat Frankenstein Monster, because it has all those actors in it. Lon Chaney Jr., uh, they don't have Boris Kohl. I like how Shell has this, like, really cultured... Shell has this, like, really cultured list of great, like, classic movies, and uh. then, like, right up there is, like... Bubba Hotep and Abbott and Costello meet the mummy. Uh, <laughs> I, no, 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 I probably no. watched Bubba five Hotep different Abbott and Costello terrible. movies as a kid. <laughs> Abbott and Costello actually were pretty good. I used to no, watch their, so, their various monster movies. My okay, so listen to this. My great grandfather, Poniatus Fotopoulos, uh, lived down in New York City, and he was often confused for being Mayor LaGuardia. People would like swarm him at the polls being like, hey, it's Mayor LaGuardia. And he's like, I'm not Mayor LaGuardia. So Abbott and Costello were in town and they were having a competition to see who looked like the two of them. And my great-grandfather won the competition for the lookalike of Costello. And we have two photos of him and the other winner that uh, resembled Abbott playing cards with Abbott and Costello. Shell <laughs> stories are always like... They, they're so different from any other stories I've ever heard another human being tell. Like, they're what? kind of amazing. No, it's Why? Like, I've never heard anyone have a story that resembles that, like, in the slightest. It's it's cool. Isn't there, like, a long <laughs> list of people who, like, have, like are celebrities shit who have... Grandpa. I, th I think there's, like, this long list of celebrities mm -hmm. who have historically, like, lost uh, lookalike contests about themselves. Uh-huh. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's hilarious. Didn't, didn't Adele answer a, uh, or, like, uh, do, like, an Adele sing-along contest or something like that? Yes, yes. Yeah, um, they were trying to see who sang the most like Adele and could also sort of impersonate her. And uh -huh. she was there, and they had, I think they had just put, uh, like, a double chin on her, extra makeup, uh -huh. um, a nose prosthetic and such. And... Everyone was just chatting behind the stage, and I think she was one of the last singers up. 
But she started singing, and everyone's like, wow, she's spot on. And, and it's <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, I know, uh, oh, shoot. Actor for Wolverine in... Hugh Jackman? Yeah, Hugh Jackman has lost multiple uh, Hugh Jackman look-alike yeah. contests. Yeah, really? true. <laughs> yep. And are these legitimate? Yeah, he actually contests? wants to go to conventions dressed up as Wolverine. And yeah. then he'll enter himself in into the costume contest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But nobody can tell that it's him because he's in like a full body suit with a mask. <laughs> no, no, and no, stuff no, like no, that. no. He'll have he'll have like his like set costume. Oh, Wait, he will. So he he is. Yeah, he, sometimes he's in dress up or like as a leather jacket then? with the. Yeah, he's done that too. But uh, yeah. no, he will he will have like the leather jacket. Uh huh. And um, he'll have the leather jacket or whatever, and just lose. <laughs> 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 I I, th I think he takes it in like. You know, stride obviously, mm -hmm. but I I don't think he's losing any sleep. Like, you know, I didn't win the lookalike contest, the worst <laughs> thing ever. I'm gonna go. I have to go like sing songs and like pump a bunch of iron now, and you know, be successful and beloved by everybody, and sing on stage and be really and dance and be happy, be and really successful. talented. <laughs> What'll I do? And, and win awards and be. Called incredibly sexy. <laughs> <laughs> so tragedy has struck. I, look, like I looked up those... the original example of this lookalike thing I was talking about, and it was wrong because I, I uh -huh. thought I thought it happened to Charlie Chaplin, and apparently that's I like a myth. It... I've heard that. Oh, I've like, heard that myth before. Like spiders yeah. going in mouths. It's just something that's people say, and then it's never true. Damn it! <laughs> I heard about that All too, right. and I guess it is a myth. Huh. Well, I, I still think the uh, it's funny that uh, Hitler really enjoyed Charlie Chaplin's like. Mockery of him in, in whatever the movie uh, was. Yeah. Oh, that, that one. Yeah. Who would have known that uh, mass murderers would have a sense of humor? Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, this took like a weird turn, like right now, exactly. Like the twenties. Actually, wasn't 40s? it that Charlie Shit. Chaplin had entered a contest to? Well, that's what we were talking about. No, nope, but not for not himself. True. It was for. Wasn't it for Hitler? And then that's why he kept the mustache, or was that something else? No, the mustache no was like. Who would have a Hitler look-alike contest? <laughs> maybe, dude. Maybe in like the nineteen thirty-four or something like that. Before, before you know, he got a little too Hitlery. Before you know, people he got a little no, too Hitlery. Okay, let, let's be totally honest here. Okay, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be serious now. Hitler was actually incredibly popular uh, in America and like in Europe, and very well venerated before you know he did everything that he did. Like most world leaders, basically. Yeah, but like, he, there, there's like tons of articles you can find that are written from like the 20s and the 30s. They're saying like Hitler is like an, a a hero, and like people are also saying stuff like uh, like there's a there's a very famous thing where people are saying that like uh, there's articles that were written about Hitler saying like oh he doesn't actually hate the Jews, he's just using that to become popular, but he's not gonna like kill him or anything. I'm just looking for like I'm trying to type article hey. headline Hitler can do no wrong. Does oh, that, yeah, that's going to work does out. Does that exist I, somewhere? I think, I, uh, I yeah, I, I think you'll nope, probably find a lot of Hitler's results. dead. <laughs> I, I remember watching a documentary about Stalin, and it, it went through all of that, how yeah. he pretty much went from, you know, hero to uh, pretty much reviled secretly by many of his people, but, you know, no one yeah. would dare say anything about it. Yeah. He was uh, a murderous asshole. Yes. 
Really breaking uh, new ground then, here on the on the uh, on the on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, this okay. Is okay. I, I much weird. prefer talking about <laughs> Abbott and Costello and old films and, than and whatnot. Hitler and Stalin. <laughs> yeah. It's it's interesting though because back in those days the wars, I mean, were either occurring or had just transpired. I uh-huh. I remember still watching. Uh, I'd found at the public library, uh, they occasionally have those sales where people would have donated their old VHSs and books, uh-huh. and then you can purchase them for 50 cents to a dollar. Yep. And I actually found in very pristine condition uh, an episode of Star Trek, the original series, that my father didn't have in his collection, and I got it. And it happened to be about when Kirk and Spock, uh, they visit a planet where... Uh, I don't know if the captain was exiled or if he had crash landed or disappeared or what, but mm-hmm. another starship captain had uh, come upon this planet, became its de facto leader, and modeled it after uh, Germany in the 1940s. You know, down to a T. Everyone was wearing the same garb, had the same technology and uh-huh. ideals, etc. And Oh no! I mean, it was it was very peculiar that the aliens on this world were human in every way. I, I don't know. You know how in Star Trek there are so many planets where there are humans that aren't human, but uh, I don't know. Maybe you can call it parallel evolution or seeding or whatever. But yep. So that was interesting, and I was thinking, wow, you know, that was only twenty years ago for them. Huh. Sobering thought. Hmm. Too bad none of us are drunk. Why are you talking <laughs> I can't like that? Get, I can get drunk. The, sobering? Oh, yeah. I, Jesus I get that. Christ, I, I, hear that fr- I hear that phrase every once in a while, and I'm just like, I feel like. Being a dumb. Yeah. Yeah. We, Pretty we much. We understand and appreciate. Yeah. Well, I think mm. that that. Uh, yeah, we've been going for a while. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't think we, we're going to get people, much better at this point. Yeah. <laughs> we should probably end this. <laughs> I, I want to play some scrap mechanic. Uh, and then mm. I want to do some other things tonight, so I don't want to tie up 100% of my night recording. Sounds good. So, All right, good night, everybody. Yeah. yeah. See you next time. Podcast. Okay. Good night. <laughs> Whoa. This is a weird one. <laughs>